holy wild fuck wild women welcome back to the femme podcast this is how we are introducing you to today's guest and speaker inside outspoken with the holy wild fuck energy I am so thrilled to be introducing you to Kiara Matsuko. From the moment I met her, I was completely drawn in. I was captured by her energy. Bold self is what she goes by on Instagram. And let me tell you, she lives up to the name times 100,000 million percent. She is a motivational creatrix. She leads in feminine energetics and is a high-level mentor to women running multiple six and seven-figure empires. Her personal mantra is fuck boring. And I will be the first to tell you that she is anything but boring. Pull up a seat and get ready to dive in. This one is juicy as fuck. Wild women, welcome back to the Femme Podcast. Today, we have the bold, the beautiful, bold self here, Kiara Mazuko in the house. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my God, we're going to have so much fun. Oh my gosh. I just felt like you're like on a radio talk show here. I'm like, oh, we got Kiara in the house. (laughs) The dance party has started, Kiara. I'm so excited because you and I have never connected outside of this conversation, but I'm going to be completely transparent with you. I've spent a lot of time checking you out. I've spent a lot of time in your energy and just watching your stories. And every once in a while, I'll just pop in and and read some of your magic. And I've wanted to just like pick up on who you are, you know, throughout the Outspoken launch. And one thing that I think is a compliment, I don't know, but I feel like you're so consistent and so true in who you are that even though we've never actually had a combo before, as we sit here, I feel like I know you. You know, like I feel like I know little pieces of who you are and I'm excited to hear more about your story, but yeah, it's nice to finally actually in a 2020 way, meet you. That means so much to me. I think for any content creator who has been online for a decade plus to hear the word consistency, to hear the word like authenticity, like anything around like, oh, I get you as a human. It's like, ah, that feels like peace. And that makes me feel really, really like happy because feeling like it goes two ways, right? Because it's the same energy for me whenever someone does reach out and they're like, Hey, like, I'm like, Oh my God, I feel so connected. I'm so happy. So I'm so happy to be here. (laughs) And I feel like you and I had that. I mean, our first introduction was on a mastermind call and on video. And we were just like that energy that we felt through the screen. And then we've had a love fest inside of our mastermind chat for the past couple months now. So I'm really, yeah, I get to hear experience your wisdom all the time. And I'm really excited to bring it on stage that it's spoken. Mm. I love that we all get to like, just be in each other's magic and learn from each other and be like, I mean, same with you, you know, the moment you came into the group, I'm like, zing, my little heart was like, yay, hi, like, I'm so happy. (laughs) Yeah. I think you guys have a similar vibe. Like, I think you have a similar energy. And before, right as I was popping into this combo before we were recording, were you guys, you guys were chatting about human design. I heard someone say manifest or two, four is, or many. Yeah. yeah. I'm a Manny gen two, four. Okay. You and I are so close. Did Jack tell you that? I think she was in the middle of telling me that. Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I'll tell you myself, but I'll probably get it backwards because I always switch up my numbers, but I'm a Manny Gen 1-4. Cool. Awesome. 1-4. Yeah. 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 I feel like you guys have such a similar energy. Like you both carry that like badass, don't give a fuck. I don't know, like in your own lane energy. Maybe that is something that you guys have chatted about together, or like maybe that's one of the things that kind of brought you together or make brought that like little love spark to your combo. I think honestly, any woman with a rebel heart is drawn to another mm-hmm. woman with a rebel heart. Like I think we just like it. we just zing when you find each other. It's like you're my people. You're like me. You're my people. It's an inevitable kind of attraction. It's kind of like black sheep coming together. Uh, we were just in conversation about, or through that call, through like you know the being masters of the void, you know, and and being able to mm-hmm. to, to thrive in that in between. And I just think it's a kind of energetic signature that certain women have. And when you just see it in someone, you're just like, hey, sister, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> like, what a journey, huh? <laughs> like, and I feel like we have this energy too of like, okay, like deep soul, but bringing it out in this rebel, like you said, with the rebel heart, like this badassy, sassy way, because there is this level of like bold ownership of who we are and what we're here to do. Yeah. And I think it takes immense courage because it's not so much being bold and being courageous and all the things. It's more of like being willing to be in our truth. And that could be really terrifying and really scary. So I think that's also a a recognition that happens when women like that find each other. Cause it's like, it's been a journey to come home to self. It's been a journey to come home to that rebel heart. It's been a journey, you know, to have to navigate whatever fears in the space, especially when soul decides that, you know, she wants to lead in this life and it's not easy, you know? So I do think that there's so much power in women coming together that recognize that in one another. It's not this like bold, courageous, like what bold means to me is that bold means that I'm willing to speak my truth with unwavering conviction, no matter what. Yeah. Mm. As soon as you said rebel heart and like named that frequency and that energy, I was like, Ooh, describe that for me. And then you two just wrapped it up beautifully. (laughs) Amazing. Okay. So we have a series of outspoken questions that we've been asking the leaders on these podcasts. So I want to dive into those questions with you, but first for me and, you know, I, I suppose for all of our listeners as well, who don't know you and who have never met you before, can you just tell me about you and your rebel heart? You know, like if I was, I mean, I don't know why this is coming through right now, but if I was reading like an ingredients label on your packaging, like tell me about you and like what makes you you and part of that truth and the journey and coming home to that truth and the things. I love that ingredients list. Um, I want to share this in the most condensed and most efficient way, because I think we've all become extravagant in our ability to share our story in like three minutes versus 60 minutes versus four hours. I am a mixture of a young girl who had to reinvent herself very young after emotional, verbal, sexual, and physical abuse someone who learned to create herself, her ideal self very early on. I am also somebody who got married very young, had a child very young, moved out of state very young um, into a life that was not her own. I'm someone who became a single mom and couldn't pay her rent, was maxed out on all her credit cards, literally had her landlord hiding in her bushes, car breaking down, car in repossession, power turned off in the middle of winter. 
somebody who had taught herself basically how to survive. And this is something that Jacqueline and I have connected with in terms of our, the way that soul attaches to her ability to just make it through and make it work and something like a badge of honor. Uh, I'm somebody who risked it all. And when I had $1,100 in my bank account, signed on to work with a sales coach for a year for a $40,000 investment when I could barely even pay my $1,100 a month rent, didn't even know what coaching was, went all in, was in fetal position for a good 48 hours after that decision. And I've been doing what I do now for the past five years. After I got up from that fetal position, I made $20,000 in my first week of coaching, um, 72 hours to be exact. I did six figures in my first six months, 450000 dollars in sales in my first year. And it's been an upward spiral upward ever since. And the last five years of my journey have been a journey back to self, radical self-expression, radical purpose in driving women into their own sovereignty, their own self-expression, their own fearlessness, their own radical ownership over creating a life of their own. And uh, my heart comes to life in helping women rise into their power, especially when it gets to be a ripple effect for other women in the world. Mm, I felt that like move through my body when you shared what makes your heart come to life. It's very sacred for me. It's a very powerful. I mean, I think having lived through so many iterations, you know, so many chapters that are so fucking relatable for so many women, getting married too young, getting married to someone that they weren't meant to be with for the rest of their life, you know, navigating financial challenges, physical abuse, sexual abuse, you know, and losing that connection to self. And realizing after every turn that it was all stacking because this is what I'm meant to be doing in the world, it just, it can't help but make my heart sing. You know, it's like, oh, okay, got it. This is what I'm here for. Mm. What What's the like feeling in your body for our listeners who are like, oh man, I, you know, because I think what happens that's so beautiful about when we share these stories and kind of our like courses and those ingredients that have brought us to where we are and those junctures and choices and those like defining moments and pivotal moments. When we hear another woman talk about it and we may not fully consciously recognize that we're in that same situation or mm. we're in that same position that Kiara was, you know, five years ago or three years ago or 10 years ago. What does that feel like for you when you have that aha moment in your body or you have that moment of like, no, this isn't it, or this isn't the truth, or there's something else out for me? Like when that comes up to the surface for you, is there like a specific experience that you have that helps you course correct back to your truth? You know, I think women especially women in our world, especially women who have dedicated, you know, who, who feel the zing to something bigger than just kind of the ordinary, you know, just, there's nothing wrong with it, you know, but have felt a zing to this kind of wild ride that we're all on. We get to enjoy the double-edged sword of what I believe to be brilliance. We are brilliant women. And when it comes to being a brilliant woman, we are extraordinary at rationalizing and making sense 
of our settling and our unhappiness. It is, we are so good at it. We are so like, <laughs> that, that is literally like, I wish you could feel the goose on them. And like, I've never heard anyone explain it like that before. Like, yes, you're brilliant in all of the ways, which means you're fucking amazing at making sense of the bullshit. Like you can rationalize anything, sister. I know. That that definitely took a turn that made me like stop breathing for a moment. Cause I was like, oh, you're brilliant. I thought you were going one way. And then I was like, boom, drop. Yeah. See, I have had so many of these moments, you know, even in like, oh, I should stay married. Oh, I should do this. Like I will make sense of my unhappiness. I will justify it. I will rationalize it. And I think the better we get at that, the further away we get from that intuitive hit of this ain't it. This is not the thing that I want. And it's almost animalistic. It's almost primal. It's almost like it's encoded and deeply embedded in our like essence as women. And this is why like, you know, everything that I'm doing right now is relevant to like a woman's sense of aliveness and coming to life because we can feel things in our body. And if we get really good at it, We can feel them louder than the thoughts that are there to rationalize the other way. So for me, again, I was extraordinary at rationalizing things. I made sense of it. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is, you know, um, as if like normalizing settling, you know, and then when I'd see people that were living these extraordinary lives, it was like, oh, it was for them and not for me, or it was just my job to be grateful for what I had, you know, it was my responsibility to, you know, not want more for myself or my life. And I think one of the things that I talk about often is that we're extraordinary at rationalizing these things, but we're also really extraordinary at allowing ourselves to hover over rock bottom without actually letting ourselves hit it. Because when we hit rock bottom, then we see shit for what it really fucking is. And when we're hovering, oh, we're so good at hovering. We are so good. We can have, you know, happy hour with the girls. We can go shopping. We can, you know, maybe have a little love affair with the gardener who fucking cares. And we just (laughs) pretend like nothing's wrong when the reality is we're just keeping ourselves afloat above rock bottom. And then I was too tired to hold on to the float. And I just let myself fall. And when I let myself fall and I let myself hit rock bottom, it was like the fog cleared. And I was like, I am so not okay with my life like this in whatever capacity. And then this happened in many different aspects of my life. When I left my nine to five, when I left my marriage, when I left New York, my son now lives in New York with his dad. Like a lot of these moments had to come through and I had to let myself see how not okay I was and how unhappy I was and in that moment it's like okay well we're at rock bottom we feel it I'm alive I'm alive well what the fuck am I going to do with feeling alive now what there's so much here that I'm like I just want to like dive in and like juicy and deeper and deeper but like hearing you say there like I let go of the float it's changed my perception of rock bottom in this moment of allowing yourself to hit rock bottom of not being 
afraid of it, of like not that clean and holding on to something that's not even working. And then you keep using the word alive. And Samantha Skelly, one of our other outspoken speakers, interviewed us on her podcast last week. And she started off asking us the question, what makes you feel the most alive? And it's literally shifted so much in my world in a few days, because I keep asking myself, that question over and over and over again, like, does this make you feel alive? What's going to make you feel alive? And seeing and hearing you talk about your experience, like you were willing, you were willing to go to rock bottom to feel the sense of aliveness, to truly transform into being, having, choosing what you truly want, like what your soul wants at her core. Yeah. You know, I wish I could say, I mean, now I definitely choose aliveness from a voluntary place. I mean, like, you know, literally wild alive, you know, like everything I do is, is rooted from this like desire to feel alive, like the, you know, the dating and all the things and my style, all of it. I want to feel alive in everything that I do. But in those parts of my life, I wish I could tell you that I just woke up and I'm like, mm, it's a Tuesday. Let me change my fucking life so I can go feel alive. But the reality was that the only reason I hit rock bottom was because I was too tired to hold on to everything else. I was just exhausted pretending that I was happy. I was exhausted pretending like I was exhausted continuing to try to survive in so many ways. I was exhausted living in this. When I was working at my nine to five, I was exhausted going into this gray fucking cubicle at nine o'clock in the morning to only watch the sun go up and then go down and then go home and get my son from fucking daycare. I'm like, this is like, I got angry at that point. It was like all of these negative emotions acted like a slingshot into rock bottom because soul was like, well, if watching romantic movies or what, or hearing hopeful motivational speeches about people who, you know, have changed their lives around, isn't going to do it, then you're going to have to feel this from a place of like anger, frustration, pain, like go choose something. Life is to be lived in now because then you just die. This is it. And that's where like the activation came. And, you know, I do this in like all my classes and my things. I, I literally remind people like, this is it. We just die after this, regardless of what you believe happens after, whether it's an extension of whatever reincarnation or we just go to the ground, whatever, this is it. This is where it ends. And that feeling of like, no one's going to do it for you. So now, yeah, I get to be better and better and better every day feeling alive and choosing aliveness in my life. But back then it was forced. I had to get snapped out of it like a fucking drug, you know, like I was in a drug phase. I feel like that resonates on so many different levels with women. And, you know, maybe, maybe they're at a different stage of the slingshot. Maybe they're not at rock bottom yet, but I know that whether or not all of us can relate to the depth of it right now. You know what I mean? Like there's always these like, Feel it. Or the, yeah, exactly. Or there's it, these yeah. like, points in your day or these moments where I, I know that so many women are just going to be like, wait, is this it? Yeah. Is this this it? Is, is when that's where the magic happens, it's the moment, it's the micro moments. Yeah. It's our ability to almost slow time down. It's like, if you're single and this guy asks you out that you know you're not fucking into, but you're like, your mind comes in and it's like, well, he's cute. I and mean, you never know. He might be really special. Like, just give him a shot. You know, that 
fucking moment. It's that moment where you want to sell a program, a brand new program that you've never sold before, that you've never done before. And then they're, well, why don't you just sell the other thing? Because the other thing sells, you know, it sells, you know, people buy, maybe your audience isn't primed for it. In that micro moment, every moment that we choose the thing that feels safer, it's like that's where the activation gets to happen into aliveness, into that pivot, into like I'm going to start like getting rid of this numbness so I could feel when something makes me feel alive. Yeah. And that's so hard for women, right? Because like you said, I'm over here like literally just taking little like post-it. I'm like a maniac writer and creator, but you said something about that place that we live in of choosing, I'm going to call it the mundane or choosing the ordinary or choosing whatever it is. It almost becomes animalistic and primal, right? And it's survival mode. It's like, okay, as long as my world out there stays together, as long as these Lego pieces stay in place and there's no fucking holes poked in any of the spots that there's not supposed to be holes poked, then me, this vessel is going to be okay. And I'm so happy that you're articulating this so beautifully for our audience, but this like drugged state, right? Like the thing is like when you're on drugs, you don't want to come off drugs. And the thing is when you're in the high, you like being in the high, it's the come down. And it's the moment that you choose not to do more drugs that you're like, Oh, you know, like this feels hard. And the thing is about that normalcy and that comfort and what we believe to be like that sacredness of survival, you know, that thing that we're holding on to that requires us to get out of that drug state of like, but I'm okay here, but I'm safe here. And that is that super uncomfortable moment, right? Where you have to decide like, yeah, you're safe here, but what if you could be alive here? Yeah, you're, you're surviving here, but what if you could be thriving here? And I think that's a really uncomfortable place for a lot of women, especially to be. Yeah. And I think it also works in stages, right? Because we do have the parts of our life, like, you know, where you do wake up on a random Tuesday and look over at the man that you married and you're like, what the fuck did I fucking do? You know, where it's like a very clear, like, you know, get out, get out, get out, get out um, kind of thing. And then, or like misery, like for me, I remember with my nine to five, I asked for time off and he said, no. And I told him that my mental health wasn't doing well. And he was like, sorry, you used your vacation days. And I was like, I fucking quit. You know, like there's those moments that are like, they happen in the moment and that's fine. And then, you know, we get to move through that and pass that. And that's not going to be the rest of your life. Then you're going to get to a rest of your life where you're coasting and you're comfortable And you can choose to stay there. You can choose to do okay in life and be where your survival isn't triggered and you have, you know, your basic needs are being, you know, tended to and things are fine. They're fine. And most people stay there and that's fine. Or you can be like, this is great. And I'm ready for the big leagues. I'm ready for the big stuff. I'm ready to like wake up, jump out of bed, have the best sex of my life, make the most money. I've ever made, go travel the world and visit places that, you know, I've never been to um, change the world, have an impact. Like you can choose something bigger. You can choose something that goes, you know, we were talking about this the other day from bad to good, from good to great, where you like actually like make the choice to create an extraordinary life. And, you know, 
we as humans obviously will move faster away from pain. So when those trigger points happen, when you wake up and you're like, oh my God, what the fuck life have I built or whatever? Yeah, we're going to be more incentivized to change our lives. But what happens when there is no pain? What happens when you are fully in comfort? Then you have to like literally choose aliveness from a place of like, and the thing that's helped me is, and then we just die. So what are you going to do about it? Well, even when you were saying that before, what, what was coming through for me, what I was feeling was like, when I look at the outspoken speakers, when I look at the women, like in our world and our mastermind, like women who are like out there, like doing big things and making big money and living these like big, bold and beautiful lives. It's they've chosen to live mm-hmm. and what I often, and like live, live right now, like live in this moment to make like these moments extraordinary. And what I think happens oftentimes is like, people see that, oh, they've made money and now they're living and now they're traveling and now they're doing this and now they're choosing this. And it's like, no, 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 no. They were choosing that way fucking before you just didn't see it. I came alive my, that first $40,000 investment. That's when I came alive. Like when I was literally in a two bedroom apartment with, it had mold. The ceilings were like low. I was late on my rent and it was like this rickety ass apartment and I couldn't pay my rent. And I fucking signed on the contract on the dotted line for $40,000. My heart beat like it hadn't beat in so long. And it was literally like, it started with the journey of going all in on me. And that's when I came alive because that was the feeling that I got to recreate. Yes, I was successful early on with my coaching business, but it's still been consistently the same feeling now celebrating half a million dollar quarter that it was in that $40,000 a year first investment. Like it's the same feeling, my heart racing for myself the same way. Well, and I love this. I love this, like the power, you know, when people ask me like the power of investing, it's like, no, you get access to it the moment you say yes, because of how it activates you, because you shift your frequency right there in that instant when you're like, I fucking belong. I'm pulling up a fucking seat. Like, let's go. You know what it is. It's so crazy. It's like when I'm, when I, when I can't pay my $1,100 rent, And I am signing a legally binding contract. And I think I'm pretty sure I signed that one by hand. This is five years ago. So this is to give you the idea. And I was like signing it. I literally signed on this thing. Like success would be inevitable. Like I would not fail. There was no way for me to fail. I was legally binded to a $40,000 thing. Like all in on me isn't a cute little fucking Instagram meme. Like I literally had my son at the time. I'm like sitting there. I'm like, this is all me in. It's that moment that I believe set the trajectory for where I am today. And it's this thing that I remind myself every time I continue to make big, bold moves. It's continuing to shift and all the things, but the aliveness, the energy, the power, the intentionality was infused in that moment. It's not just invest in yourself, dot, 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 put some pretty pink hearts around it. Do it with fucking intentionality. Do it with soul. Do it with choice. Do it with power. Do it for you. Do it for your, for everyone in your life. Like do it infused with the essence of you and what you are capable of. And then your world fucking changes. I was going to say, and you do it again and again and again. Like, it's not like it's this one choice, right? Like even hearing that story, or I often shared, you know, I had $12 in my bank account. I was $200,000 in debt and I hadn't paid rent. And I dove into like my next coaching container. And it's like those stories. Yes. 
but I'm like, and then I've chosen to create and, and to make bold moves like again and again and again and again since that. Yeah. That's why we say it's not the fucking action. It's who you become in the process. It has nothing to do with like one's ability to, or one's ability not to, you can also invest from an incredibly disempowered place. And I don't think the industry talks about that often enough. You know, it's not just invest in yourself for the sake of fucking investing and then go buy yourself a Chanel bag. This is like, there's empowered investment in self and disempowered and an empowered investment can be made with $12 in your bank account. It can also be made with $50,000 in your bank account. It doesn't fucking matter, but it is the intentionality with which we say, I'm all in on me. I'm all in on my dreams. I'm all in on my vision. I'm all in on me proceeding as if success were inevitable, because that's exactly what I plan to do, regardless of what the amount is, regardless of their circumstances, because some people will believe, oh, well, you have to be, you have to have this like rags to riches story in order for it. But that's not true. That's not true at all, because there are people that have had money who have invested and landed flat on their fucking face. There's also people that have had money who have invested and have fucking grown and thrived and created a ripple effect in the industry. So it's the energy with which we say, yes, I'm in, I'm here for this. Let's go. Yeah. I also think, you know, a really important part of this conversation too, is that it's not all about the money, right? It's not all about the making the investment to grow your wealth. And while that's a big part of it for a lot of people, it's everything else that comes with that, right? A couple of my private clients right now actually are building brands who are wildly wealthy women. Like they they don't need the money. And it's my favorite to be, I mean, all of my clients are my favorite, but it's just such a different energy to be creating from this place of pure desire. I don't need this money. I don't need the wealth. I desire all the other things that come along with it. And to be honest with you, I think it's really opened my eyes as a coach and creator working with these women, because it's really allowed me to see what we create, how we create from this place of pure alignment, when there is not even an inkling or like fairy dusting of need associated with the wealth whatsoever, you know? I think it's also a result of where we've come though in an industry, because when this first started, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but just being five years into it, I feel like a fucking grandma, like in the coaching industry sometimes. I'm like, you weren't around when we were doing this shit, cult messages, you know, whatever. But, or like sales calls, people are like, what are sales calls? Like you (laughs) on the phone to get people to buy you and just send the link. Yeah, girl. Um, But I do, I do think because, you know, this industry was, I mean, it's mind blowing, right? Like we're collapsing time. We're creating things that, 40-year-old white men around the world are like, you're doing what, little girl? Yeah, sir, I sure am. You know, we are completely revolutionizing the way women are earning and everything in the space. But in order for us to have these clients, right, and in order for us to also, like, take a stand for leadership beyond just, oh, here, here's your ROI, like, and, you know, invest this to make this back, you know, I think a lot of us had had to actually create the wealth first, right? Because that's where I'm at. I have plenty of money. I'm throwing a fucking massive thousand person conference this fall. Like it's like, it's the stuff is there. Right. And then I get to just ask myself like, now what, 
when it's no longer about who's going to buy my $3,000 signature offer and you have a community of people that are actually fucking alive in the movement and the legacy of your work who are creating ripple effects, who are changing their lives, when people are actually impacted in a positive way and you're making all the money, now fucking why? And that's when you see the women really, truly rise, heart-led leadership. And that's what we're getting to witness and be a part of in the space is women who actually give a shit, who are actually like, hey, like I changed my life this way. Let me help you. Women who are learning from each other's peers in the space where we're like dismantling all things hierarchy. Like this is all being created as we go. And I think that's fucking phenomenal. This is the coolest part about this industry. Yeah. Mm. Well, and I think one of the coolest things too there is like, it does say something about the industry. You're so right in this in that women who don't need the money are like, where can I start? You know, women who don't need the wealth are like, I want to feel like that. I want to make choices like that. I want freedom like that. I want fuckability like that. I want boldness like that. I want aliveness, you know? And the thing that we notice, right, is that for the women who already have the money, it's not the money that's making them feel alive, right? It's like they want more than that. And I think that this is such a cool thing is that, I mean, literally what's just happened in my mind is this full circle where it's like, at some point it's about the money. At some point it's about the freedom. At some point it's about the impact. At some point it's about service and community and creativity and branding. Like, but it's all encompassed all the time. It's like whatever part of your journey you're, you know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. Anyways. And it's so alive. It's so alive for us because people also don't realize sometimes that like we are also evolving. Like I'm not the same version of me that I was five years ago. I'm learning things. I'm exploring things. I'm experiencing things as a woman, 35 years old. I'm single. I'm, I've never had so much money. I've never looked this good. Like the world's my oyster kind of thing. Right. And like everything that I put out is infused with that energy, which is very different now than it was when I was in, you know, like at the beginning of my journey, when it was like, I had, I felt like I had finally made it out of the tunnel. And then I turned around and was like, let's go girls. We can get the fuck out. We can make our own money. We can like create something online called the brand. Let's go do this thing. You know, the energy is different. When I was navigating being a single mom, my stuff was different, you know, so we get to continue to evolve in our journey. And I think, again, in full circle, this is why I'm I'm really grateful, Robin, for your the, the opening around you feeling me with my content and all that, because it has been, I think, one of the only reasons that I've been able to be online and create content for this long is the fact that I have allowed my brand to evolve with me fully And in order for that to happen, I've had to be completely raw and human and messy and imperfect and lead by falling face first, you know, and just being like, okay, guys, let's go this way now, you know, and it's been people that have been with me have been there for the entirety of the journey. And I think that's also what's really beautiful is that our audiences also get to kind of witness us, you know, evolve and grow up too, you know, it's it's a whole thing so much love (laughs) yeah grow up and also you know be slingshotted into the rock bottom and to see what happens when we allow ourselves to stop hovering you know I think this is one of the things and I as a brand creator and content creator I think 
sharing this story from a place of vulnerability and bringing that into our leadership and showing the world, the humanness and those slingshot moments. You know, I think that's so important because allowing our community to witness that and to like, we're inviting them into it, right? So they can experience it through us without having to actually get exhausted or to pull their own rock bottom slingshot back or whatever it is. And through their own witnessing and through their own experience of us leading ourselves through that, I mean, so much becomes available to them, right? Number one, they could choose a different reality in that moment as they witness yours. Number two, they could choose the same reality. Number three, like there's just so much that becomes available when we take that veil away. And when we say like, this is what it's like, this is the truth. This is how many Lego blocks have to be pulled away in order to build that fucking mansion over there that you're going to see one day, but allowing them to actually see it and to allow your brand to evolve and allow yourself to express it freely and to really be in that role as a leader. I think if anything, this is how new paradigm leadership is really evolving the world around us is to say all that stuff that you feel, I felt too, or I feel too, or I've, you know what I'm saying? I totally do. And not only do I think it's like easier for us as leaders to fucking be human, but I really, 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 really believe that the industry needs, like we need to see the people that we admire and look up to be human too. And like, because it's so fucking easy. It's so easy to put a Chanel bag over it and just like, yeah, here I am celebrating my, you know, I started coaching and I'm $300,000 month, you know, my first month, you know, and it's like, it's so easy to see that. And you're just like, what is life, you know, and I'm, I've been doing this for three years and I'm only up 10,000. It's like such bullshit comparison. Like we get into these like spirals that are actually not real. One of the things that I take a lot of pride in, and I I really, really believe is like incredibly important in this industry is leading with that transparency, with that truth. Like, no, you don't have to share the shit show that you are 24 seven. Like Jacqueline knows I'm a fucking shit show all the time, you know, like, ah, who am I? What am I doing in life? You know, but that I will never hide that from my audience, you know, and there's something that if there's something that happens, like I share it, I talk about it because I am you, you are me. Like it is not about me being this perfect little thing or it works out for me because I'm X, Y, Z, nor is it like you have to connect to me based on my pity story of being a single mom and couldn't like none of that is relevant. We're going to have a lot of different points of connection in our journey. You might connect with me with being a single 35 year old woman. You might connect with me with having married younger and, uh, you know, being single. Now you might connect with me having been poor and having money now, whatever the fuck you want, you can connect with me in so many different ways but I'm not going to have those points of connection available to you until I really lead and show you. And I drop the veil in what this has yeah. actually been for me in this journey. Cause it's not easy. It's, it's perfect and amazing in all of its flawed ways, but it's hardly what you see on social media. So yeah, I'm going to drop the veil. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about 
how the day before the 70000 I had a $70,000 weekend out of nowhere from an idea that didn't even exist. And the day before Jacqueline was there, I was balls to the wall crying in unity, questioning my entire existence, being like, what am I doing? Why are people following me? I'm a shit show. And I'd be like, you're a smoke show. I'm a shit show behind the smoke show. Like it was this very like real thing where like we were going back and forth and back and forth around like, is Kiara enough? for this next level? Is Kiara enough for the vision she has for the conference? Like all these things. And I shared that with my community. I shared that because it was important for them to know that that's what happened before we celebrated all this awesome $70,000 cash in, you know, a couple of days or whatever. Like you need to know that this doesn't just happen out of the vagina and just it, like you, you go through things you gotta do, you know, and that feels really special for me to be able to share that. And I find that it's very important for me to share that. Mm, that, you know, that truth there again, coming back to your truth and that boldness being willing to share the truth that at a half a million dollar quarter, you can still feel like, am I enough for that next level? Yeah. But I really do think that the, our willingness to have these conversations with each other and with ourselves is what allows us to lead in such power because we're not leading from a place of bullshit. We're leading from a place of truth. And when we say, come on, gang, let's go this way. People could be like, okay, you really did go through it. I'm going to follow. I'm going to trust this. You're not this perfect little porcelain figurine here. Like you are a human being who was, who's dealing and going through it just like we are. And I think this is incredibly important in the industry. Mm. Kiara, Rob, I feel like, Rob, we had all these like questions that we've been asking the outspoken speakers. No, and we haven't, I'm like, we haven't made it there because it's been so good and so juicy. But I do want to ask you the final question that we've been asking everyone, because I feel like there's something that's just going to come through for you that our listeners need. What's your quantum vision? Oh, oh. I'm experiencing it right now. So I was up at like 1 a.m. I woke up. So I have this conference that I'm doing at the end of or the fall. And I have this vision of like all these women in the audience. And I'm literally, I got the vision of how I'm guiding them through it and the things that I'm saying to them in my keynote. Like I downloaded my keynote at one o'clock in the morning. I was like, I woke up, I'm like, I really need to sleep. My quantum vision is a ripple effect of sovereignty, independence, a woman's coming home to self and a woman's reminder that she can create a life that is hers her own standards, her own power, her own flavors, her own design, you know, however that needs to be translated books and conferences and all that stuff, let it come in the way that it needs to. But what I felt last night at 1am was I felt connected to each and every woman in my little dream audience, right? And this sense of connection feels very much like my quantum vision. It feels very much like a lot of women from all over the world learning to choose themselves, learning to honor their power, learning to quiet that brilliant mind of theirs so that they can start feeling and honoring the zing in their heart. Love. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for every woman who gets to connect with you inside outspoken. I know the truth and teachings that you bring inside that container are going to be so powerful and potent. And in the show notes, we'll put the link to your upcoming conference and where our followers can find you because 
I mean, there's no doubt about it, Kira, you are inspiring and amazing and bold and brave. And I'm so thankful that you're a part of this with us and and doing this together just feels like such a privilege. So thanks so much for talking to us today. I feel like emotional all of a sudden. <laughs> I feel so weird. It's like I was just Monday morning so at 11 a.m. and I'm like, oh my God. And, um, I think I need another coffee, but thank you so, so much. And uh, just so much of what you said today, I know that our community is just going to resonate with so deeply and you're already doing it. You know, I think that was my favorite thing about your answer to the quantum vision question was like, I'm living it. You know, I'm, I feel it right now. I'm doing it. It's happening. So thank you. Thank you so uh, much both for having me. And I'm so excited to be a part of Outspoken. I'm so excited for the layered mask. I'm excited for all of this. You guys are awesome. Thank you for having me. Wild women, there is absolutely not a single doubt in our minds that these 12 weeks inside Outspoken with these women, with the woman you just heard, with the with the quality of her teachings with the experiences of her journey and her life with her beliefs with her how and strategy and brilliance and energy that this is not going to take you to a next level that this is not going to stir something inside of you that says that gets to me be me that gets to be me that is me. If I take this step, if I move towards this, if I trust myself like she did, if I leap, if I go all in on me, then I am one step behind. I am right there. I am following in this woman's footsteps, wearing different shoes. This is what we want for you. This is what we're providing for you inside Outspoken. All of these truths, teachings, transmissions, trainings, the how, the strategy, the energetic alignment, the calibration portal to move towards the place that you're desiring. We cannot wait to spend 12 whole weeks with you inside this container. We cannot wait for all of the magic that conspires, that transpires, that manifests, that becomes reality in these 12 weeks together. We begin May 1st. We are already (laughs) obviously thrilled and excited and counting down the days. We cannot wait to see you there. We cannot wait to be in the presence of outspoken with you for 2022. So here we go. The link is in our show notes. We'll see you there.